Cross Talk. I am Rick Solom. In the studio with me now is La Crosse County and 3rd Congressional District, or 3CD, Democratic Party Chair William Garcia. Hi, everybody. And he, we're, we're, we're just, okay, so did you watch the debate? I did. I okay. did. I watched the entire thing. Are you a guy that will, is just, I, I understand your your positions here as Democratic Party Chair, right. but are you a guy that's just going to, are you going to take in all of that stuff, or because it was in Milwaukee you watched it? or because No, it I will take in all of it. Okay. Uh, in fact, after, as soon as the debate ended, I watched the 45-minute Trump interview. Oh, you went to the Twitter, huh? Right. Or the X and yep. That was a long interview too. It was a it was a long and and terrifying interview. Yes, but 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 yes. Yeah, so I watched the whole debate and then I watched that just so I feel like I know what's going on. Okay, so why do you say that interview was? Te- I didn't I didn't I didn't even read about it. So why was that? Why do you say? So terrifying? there were a couple of things. One, it was a forty five minute interview, and uh, like ten minutes was spent on Jeffrey Epstein, which I I don't know why they would start a presidential interview or spend 10 minutes talking about Jeffrey Epstein, well, especially when like uh, trying to say, did, did Trump, did uh, uh, someone kill Epstein? And this was like I, 10 minutes of a well, presidential conversation. When you just say Jeffrey Epstein, I'm thinking like, so my mind goes to like three different places. A, did they talk about the conspiracy of whether or not he died? Yes, B, that's what they or, talked about. Or, or B, did Donald Trump talk about how nice of a guy he was because he does that sometimes because he knew Jeffrey Epstein. Right. So you never know. And and then see did he talk about being on the island? <laughs> you know he did definitely not talked about right. being on the island. So just conspiracy. This is a thing now. Okay, so I don't know if it is a thing, but is it becoming a thing that Republicans are going to start touting these conspiracy theories that we all love to talk about? Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Okay, that's great. Uh, Ron Johnson brought up. Um, he brought up a conspiracy theory not long ago. Do you remember what the conspiracy theory is? It was? one of his many COVID was it, conspiracies. Like, was, or it was it JFK? Was it, it JFK's? Assassination? I did not hear about that. I but, think it was. So, okay. So and and like I, I guess I, I can't say his name. Vivek. 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 I mean, if you want to talk about, he brought up the conspiracy theory of climate change not being uh, being a hoax, not even being a and, hoax, I mean, but being a in terms of in terms of the debate. I think the the biggest thing we learned is how terrifying Vivek Ramaswamy is and that he is really attempting to position himself as the heir apparent of the Trump cult. Like he was 100 percent in on, you know, complete lies about what's happening, completely disregarding climate change. And in fact, saying that um, all of the things that we're doing to uh mildly correct climate change are dangerous, that these corrections are more dangerous than climate change itself, that we should be like um, uh, burning fossil fuels and stopping solar, like all of these horrible, horrible ideas um, and um, and done so in a way that was really pitched towards as soon as Trump is out of the picture, I want his coalition. I want his people. I mean, of all the candidates, he had the most energy. and He had the most energy, he had the most speaking time. And he's he's a guy that fits the Trump mold in that I'm not one of these quote unquote insiders. They they love right. to do that too. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a business person like Trump. Um, made his money nefariously like Trump. Um, and uh, and really is again willing to really say any lie, do anything in order to um, advance his mo- his his uh, own station. So do you do you see? I mean. If Trump wasn't in the picture, would would this guy win the nomination? Because Ron DeSantis seems to be crashing and burning. 
No, uh, and I do think definitely DeSantis had a, a not great night. Um, he was one of the people that spoke the least, uh, so he didn't get a lot of airtime. Uh, he had nothing truly interesting to say. Uh, basically, he his entire pitch is all make America into Florida, and when we look at what's going on in Florida, literally no one wants that. So I think, yes, DeSantis had a bad night. But no, I don't think that someone like, you know what, I, I'm going to rephrase it. Ramaswamy might have become a political person, but not with the persona he is adopting. The persona he is adopting is 100%, I'm going to try to be the next Trump. And if Trump had lost all those years ago, I'm not sure that anyone would be fashioning a persona that does that. I mean, I feel like we that there needs to be some coming to the middle here from that side of the right. party in but, terms of abortion. I mean, Nikki Haley was kind of kind of toned yeah, down her rhetoric. Nikki and- Daly toned down her rhetoric and said like one of the few very truthful things that if Republicans are going to yell about the debt and the deficit, that they have to admit that it's been Republican presidents who have really exploded the debt and the deficit. But honestly, uh, from everything I've seen, her numbers have either stayed flat or gone down because of the debate, because she said some of the moderate things. She said some of the, like actual facts was willing to hit the Republican Party on a few things. And uh, and I think she's now paying a small I mean, she wasn't that up in the polls to begin with, but now she's paying a small political price for that. This this will probably be a conversation I have with Trigoski tonight. But is our system flawed? Where I gotta win the Republican nomination, so I gotta out Republican the the most right Republican Donald Trump. But once it comes to the general election, now I've set I've set the tone that I'm going to be crazy on all these issues that not a lot of America is is like all that excited about. Yeah, and there are more and more states trying to fix that. You know, you've got California, which has the basically what's called an open primary, where Republicans and Democrats all run in the primary, and then you know the top five people, whether they're all Republicans or all Democrats, come out of that rank choice. Will. Rank choice. Well, that and then rank choice happens after that. Yeah. But but um but the open primary means that there is not a separate primary for Republican and Democrat. But do they do that for a president? No, no. Right. But but what I'm saying is is that there are people somewhere. trying to fix some of these problems. Yeah, Alaska right? has that too. And, and then of course you've got the whole thing um some state in Wisconsin we have a, what's called an open primary which means that you can choose the day of the election the day you vote whether you want to vote on the Republican ballot or the Democratic ballot in the primary. There are some states that have closed ballots and so you have to be a kind of registered member of the party. No independents are allowed to vote a registered member of the party in order to vote. And those states especially, you have to be the kind of most extreme Republican in order to um, succeed. Okay, so Joe Texan, ask Garcia, if literally nobody wants what Florida has, why so much businesses and business dollars have moved to Florida? Well, and then I would respond, um, how many have left? I mean, look, uh, Disney is suing DeSantis and is going to – receive a huge settlement because of the difficulty in business that that DeSantis has made for Disney. And when you say DeSantis, that just means the Florida, Florida government. Florida yeah. government. Yeah, the Florida government. Florida taxpayers yeah. then. The Florida taxpayers. Um, the tourist the tourist business is down significantly. There have been all sorts of reports and these are all online. These are these are um, non-opinionated reports that uh, tourist dollars are being drastically cut. Yeah, I think I read that inflation is higher in Florida than anywhere yep. else. Um, and so you've got you've you've got a situation where people can't afford to live there because they can't sell their homes or they can't move. They can't afford their homes. You've got a situation where um, 
construction is not happening because they've got that very, very strict uh, anti-undocumented worker policy uh, so that basically construction is not happening, uh, so we can't build more homes. There is all sorts of uh, economic problems going on in Florida right now. And frankly, I don't see any evidence that you know businesses are flocking to Florida. Um, in fact, again, Disney uh, had a something like $3 billion plan to move a huge part of their animation studio to Florida, and they, they, they cut it uh, because they, they can't trust doing business in Florida. Well, if you just want to talk generally, Florida's kind of nice to go to, to live. Sure. You know, like it's, yeah, it, like it, the it climate's can, beautiful. It can be beautiful. I mean, it's yeah. pretty humid for me. I don't know if I want to go there. And but, I love Disney World. Like so. My uncle, uh, when he was around, he lived in Florida, so we would go every two weeks. I mean, it's like go and swim in the ocean right. and whatnot, even though you can't really swim in the ocean because of that seaweed thing. Well, it's uh, also in the ocean 91 degrees right now. Right. Well, which that's is in the Everglades. Very, very it's hot. Not, I don't even think that's the ocean. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it's a little bit It's a little bit crazy. Also, businesses aren't people. So, right. uh, and th- there's no, what, uh, income tax? There's no income tax. So, a lot of rich people like to go live sure. there. Because- yeah, like Texas. They, they function completely off of uh, sales tax, which, of course, harms the, the lower 50% of income uh, earners. Phil, Phil keeps asking this question to uh, politic people. What is so progressive? What is what it is progressives are progressing towards? I think progressives are progressing towards a society where people are uh, don't have to worry um, about things like uh, basic human needs, uh, Medicare, medical care, housing, food. Uh, that basically we are progressing towards a society where uh, no one is uh, hungry, no one is homeless, um, and no one has to uh, lose their entire uh, you know life's wealth uh, if they have a medical issue. 608-785-7914. If you want to talk, I'll, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll leave the phones open. And if you want to, if you got a question for William Garcia, uh, Phil already gave the answer. I'm sorry to tell you this. Oh, I'm sorry. It's authoritarian socialism. Ah, yes. So authoritarian and socialism are the exact opposites of the political spectrum. So you can't really have um, if you if you want to look at something like um, uh, Russia, which uh, basically used socialism in order to, and then Stalin changed it to authoritarianism without changing the name. So, but these are two completely divergent uh, political theories, and therefore you cannot move toward both at the same time. Also, if you wanna if we wanna nerd out on Dune Two being delayed till twenty twenty four, we'll talk about that as well. We'll be back. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk. I'm Rick Solom, William Garcia, the Lacrosse County, and three CD Democratic Party chairs hanging out with me. We got a lot of text to get to, but uh, we were talking about Florida. Joe is going to give us this all encompassing, super exciting talk about Florida businesses flocking to the, or businesses flocking to the state of Florida. Go ahead, Joe. Make this fun. Hi, Joe. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'll make it fun, but uh, he stated that Mr. Garcia stated that uh, okay, so some businesses have moved there, but what about businesses moving out? Well, the actual truth is that Florida is experiencing eighty per eighty over eighty percent increase compared to businesses leaving, and that leads the nation in all other states. So, like I said, he doesn't think anybody wants to move there, but businesses need people to work, so people are moving there along with the business. Now, that's enough facts. I just want to add my opinion to this. Mr. Garcia, you present yourself as one of the most ill-informed party chair that I have ever listened to. 
All right. Thanks, thanks, Joe. Great. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure how I present myself that way, but that's fine. Joe um, listening to a lot of party chairs. Right. Too, I guess though. so. He, he listens to party chairs all over the place, I suppose. Um, uh, I, interesting, you called me ill-informed, but then you didn't cite your source on this Florida stuff, so uh, I can't find anything. I've got my computer open in front of me. I can't find anything that, um, you know, uh, uh, backs up the, what you just said. Now, again, I will say you are, you are correct in one thing. The unemployment rate in Florida is very low. It's lower than the national average. It's about 2.7%. But that doesn't say anything about um, uh, the age, the the income disparity happening. Um, In other words, uh, poor people can't afford to live in Florida. And it doesn't say anything. I mean, I presented, uh, you know, one example of Disney uh, leaving, abandoning a $3 billion project and taking it back to California because they couldn't trust... um, uh, that's three billion dollars. What what kind of what kind of actual example and evidence are you trying to give here? So so there also, you go. Like, why are we in Florida? What are we What are we doing? Why are we right. talking about Florida? Right. I guess Ron DeSantis policies. We want right. to we want to tout Ron DeSantis as the next president. Uh, so touting all his Florida policies to make America. Well, I, and I want to tout Florida policies as an example of why we should not have right. uh, Ron DeSantis as president. Well, and Ryan says, holy racist, or holy racist, question mark. He says, construction is down because we don't have enough illegal immigrants coming in. I have no idea why that's racist. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, but it is absolutely a fact that both, and all over the country, uh, both um, agriculture and construction is uh, largely depends on the work of undocumented workers. That is that is not um, uh, that's not racist in any way. That's just a pure fact of business. Now, I would love to fix the immigration system so this is not happening, uh, but that's not what's uh, that's that's not what Republicans are trying to do. Colin says so. Socialism. <laughs> I think that was. That was uh, some of our. Uh, well, yeah. Phil texted in something about progressing to progressives, progressing to something. Steve, in, along the same line, says progressing toward everyone being broke and dependent on the government. That's what he means to say, right? So, yep, no, and that's not what I mean at all. In fact, I mean, like I said, we have hundreds, hundred. There are hundreds. Of, there are dozens of countries that show that we can easily have a baseline support of of people without you know instilling government authoritarianism without uh um you know equalizing the income for all people uh we can still have a very large you know wealth gap but still ensure that everyone has a baseline of um survival in this country uh Many other countries have done it. Why we can't is insane. I mean, we just point to Wisconsin's minimum wage being at seven twenty-five an hour, or for you know waitresses, waiters, those kind of workers, it's like two dollars and ten cents an hour. That seems ridiculous, right? Uh, universal health care is something that we never, you know, we never see. I mean, we've got Minnesota right next door has paid family leave now. Um, we still do not, um, and this is something that is going to really attract workers to Minnesota. Uh, a couple of other texts here. Let's see, Nick says crap you're still on so not you but me you're still on the radio what time do you get off so i can turn it back to listening to wisdom you uneducated pile of steaming crap thank that might have been for me um no i think i've been here for a couple of days now. oh okay. i'm sorry is that like is that it's selfish of me maybe it was for you i don't I know yeah i mean it could have been for you uh, also nick my case has been doing this show for over 35 years from 6 to 9 a.m uh, if, if, uh, if you didn't figure that out, you know, like, but, but thanks for calling me names. Um, Bill also, or William names, Bill says, Rick, you have no clue tuning you off and waiting for Mike on Monday. Um, thanks Bill. We'll see you on Monday, I guess. Um, all right. Any other, any other takes from the, uh, from the debate that, that just, I don't know, like 
are you worried? Any of these candidates? We didn't get to see what. I am always worried about the candidates. I mean, frankly, the debate was kind of a clown show. I mean, it was it was it was who could be the most extreme. Uh, it was who can who could come off as the biggest kind of um, bully, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, with with a few exceptions, like. You know, uh, Nikki Haley, who did try to be forceful, uh, forceful a few times, but again, um, her moderate views kind of paid a price, uh, paid a price in the polls for her. Um, but what's really scary is these extremely unpopular, extremely uh, uh, far right policies are are close to being, uh, you know, in power. That's the scary thing. Like, it would almost be funny to watch the debate if it weren't for the fact that one of these people will be going up um, as one of the two finalists to be president of the United States and uh, um, and be given far too much power than they, you know, deserve. I sent you the story about Dune 2 being postponed till next year because yep. of the, it says the actor's strike. But is yep. that also the writer's strike and the actors are part of that now? Well, it's both. I mean, they're two separate unions. And so they're, it's, it's a, it, they're separate negotiations and things like that. But you can't really have film without writers and without actors. And so um, it's, it's going to the reason they're pushing it and the reason they're pushing it is because there's not going to be any new films coming out. So they're trying to like hold on to the property they have and give it out in smaller chunks yeah, so they can hold on to it longer. But that that's because of both the writers and the actors strike. Yeah. Dune two has probably already been written. So oh. I guess the actor, Oh, it's already been filmed. It's done. Oh, it has. Okay. Yeah. It's been filmed. It's in the can. It's ready to be released. Um, oh, it's just oh, that they're going to hold it because, um, you know, even if the even if the unions resolve their stuff tomorrow, which is not going to happen, um, it would take like six months to get production back up. So that means that we're looking at between a six month and one year gap in um, in like new entertainment coming out. And so they're trying to hold on to the things they have, et cetera, et cetera. That's Lacrosse County and Three CD Democratic Party Chair William Garcia. Thanks for popping in, William. Yeah, have a great day, everybody.